Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. It is 8 to 22. Gimpel says Vernon Cookamore should be the next James Bond. Stephen says next James Bond should be Bradley Cooper. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Who should be the next James Bond? And who was your favorite James Bond? Who is James Bond for you? Because we've all got one. There's one bloke that is our James Bond. Bart Henderson, a very good morning to you. Who's your James Bond? Uh, I, what, I actually don't have a choice of James Bond. I, I'd, ra- I'd rather, uh, and good morning to the listeners, yeah, I, I'd rather uh, pick the new Bond bill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. All right, I'm not even going to. Okay, fine. Who is it? No. <laughs> well, it's not. Yeah. It's not going to be Lady Gaga, I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Talk about uh, throwing a curveball. Look, I started it, hey, because Bart came to speak to us about all sorts of corruption and the next things. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what we need is a little bit of James Bond to try and uh, wade through this. But uh, but uh, Bart Henderson, of course, um, has been uh, has become deeply involved in the this saga. Safa says they will go all out to maintain their reputation after taking Bart Henderson to court for his damning report on the mismanagement within the mother body. Do they? Do do you think they really actually believe in their? Their, their pristine, um, record that they're claiming, or, or, or is this just, just nonsense? Well, you know, listening to you and, and, uh, you know, the first, the first thing that jumped into my mind is what reputation, mm, mm. you know, uh, Safa has been embroiled in, in a sea of acrimonious, acrimonious litigation and unrelenting bad publicity in South Africa. You know, they've taken umbrage to, to, to a high level, and it's a high level, uh, report that I, that I put out, published it on, on, uh, change.org. And I mean, their response has been rather toxic. Yeah. Uh, most of the allegations and most of the issues that I address in the report are in the public domain. I think, I think what's offended them is, is somebody taking the history, um, going back to 2010, compiling it all in a single report and saying to the public, you know, sure. You have a story pops up out of the, the, the public eye. Then you have another story that pops up out of the public eye. So you have all of the, this, this constant stream of, of negative publicity and allegations of mismanagement. But then, you know, the story dies after two or three days. And all I did was take the history of, of these, these allegations and the bad publicity and I put it in a single report. Um, and, you know, if it looks ugly, that's not my fault. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a picture uh, going back to 10 years of just how bad SAFA has been managed. And it's, it's so interesting what, you, what you're saying because I think we, we all live with this, this and those of us in media uh, see this more and more is that we see these horrific stories and then it's just surpassed by another horrific story. And by the time we finished, we forget the six or seven stories that belonged to each department, for example. And maybe what you've done Absolutely. here is what actually needs to happen in every department, whether it's, uh, whether it's Eskom. Okay. Eskom is probably one that we are starting to do that. But but, but in other areas of government um, uh, involvement, look at those things and, and start to just collate them. That's all we have to do is look at or follow a person or follow a department, and we'll be able to get a pretty clear picture of, of what's going on. 
I, I think so. You know, all of these scandals, are, as, as they break, you have a journalist that does all the digging, does all the hard yards. Um, you know, uh, we just have to look at the VBS scandal and Poli van Veek. It, almost when you talk VBS, it's, it's Poli van Veek, you know. And, and so we, in journalism, I get the sense that, that the approach is almost like a silo approach. You know, no, this is that person's story, so they'll cover that story. And then other journalists will sort of embellish on, on the story, but they won't dig deeper. So you almost have the silo where this story is covered by this person, that story is covered by that person, and never the twain shall meet. So for somebody that, that's sort of outside of the story, looking in, going, mm. okay, wait a minute, let's take this story, that story, that's, let's put them all together and see what picture you get. And when you do that, then you see the real picture emerging of, of the actual organization, warts and all. Yeah, so, yes. it's, 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 it's really incredible. What, what is likely to happen? Because how can they, how can they, uh, contest this if, if everything, as you say, is in the public domain? Um, you know, for defamation, it's got to, you, you, you know, it's got to be untrue and defamatory. So, um, defamatory, of course it is, but, uh, but it's not defamatory without cause. You know, you, you're painting a picture of really what happened. Well, what I'm, what I'm really doing is publishing what's already there and has been published. So my first question is how come, uh, none of the, the journalists have, have been sued for, for defamation? Um, you know, so, I mean, at the end of the day, for me, uh, and for my counsel, it's, it's, it's essentially a, a slap suit. We, we're talking about the civil matter. It's strategic litigation against public participation. Mm, mm. And that's already been ruled on, uh, uh, you know, by the constitutional court. Um, so, so I, you know, it, let's see how, how that pans out. But it's difficult to sue me for defamation for something somebody else wrote that I'm quoting, you know. Um, and then the, the, the criminal defamation matter is, is also very interesting because what it is is it's, again, a strategic litigation against public participation, which has been outlawed by the Constitutional Court, but using the criminal justice system, you know. And, I mean, that – the. The law itself, uh, criminal defamation is a mechanism, and it, you know, it should be struck from the books anyway. It's, it's, it's old. Um, but yeah, yeah, we have it. Um, I, I was visited by the Hawks, um, wow. to, to, wow. uh, recently. Yeah. Wow. I, and I mean, I'm like, why would something like criminal defamation be in the remit? Well, I was just thinking, surely the Hawks actually sh- should be investigating the actual <laughs> corruption, not the report about corruption. I mean, isn't that a little, well, a little uh, off kilter? Well, 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 they, they, they are criminal investigations into Safa, into Danny Jordan, where he's accused, number one. Um, and also the CFO, uh, where, where the CFO is an accused. So there is a, an advo- uh, an investigation into Danny Jordan and the chief financial officer by the walks, which is at a very advanced stage. Um, so I think, you know, one element that, uh, that, that, uh, and when they, when they met with me, by the way, I just need to sort of, uh, mm. create some parody uh, is when they visited me and they, you know, I was like struggling to find out from them, you know, what am I actually being charged with? And if you want a statement from me, what do I respond to? What, you know, what do I say in my statement? Please tell me. You know, what are the charges basically? And, and I, and I really got very little clarity. 
Well, well maybe it, it, it may, perhaps they were just uh, having to go through the motions themselves. It certainly has that feel about it that, well, you know, this has been reported at a high level by, uh, you know, by these guys. We've got to at least be seen to investigate it so they visit you. Uh, it's the only thing I can think because it really doesn't make any sense otherwise. Yeah, or or it's just intimidation. It's well. just to try and intimidate well. you into silence, which is also the other option. Well, you know, that's not going to work. I've been doing this for such a long time. You know, mm. I really, I'm, 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 I'm seriously not concerned. But I think one of the elements uh, that may be in the, the, the charges that have been laid is, is, is under PAIA. Um, but even under PAIA, uh, uh, you know, if there's information in the report that I wrote that relates to, to SAFA and its, its uh, financial information or personal information or anything like that, there is not a single word or paragraph in that report that hasn't been sourced from uh, uh, published documents, um, uh, stuff that's been in the media, nothing. So, and 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 Safa will be aware of that. Safa will be very aware of that. So I, I have a sneaking suspicion that they are not not being totally uh, the level of communication with them regarding specific information mm. that's been sent to them by journalists over a period of time, long before the report was even published. So, you know, um, there's, I think they, they, they are slightly misleading uh, by omission in, in their complaint. And I don't think that uh, uh, the, the Saps or the Hawks are, are aware of that. But they will find out mm, mm. in due course. Absolutely. Uh, Bart yeah, Henderson, so. we do need to leave it there. Uh, Bart Henderson is a fraud and reputational risk management advisor talking about his report against the corruption at SAFA after the 2010 FIFA World Cup.